Start talking about yeah, yeah. the protector. You got to do it. You got to do it right away. because uh, every pre interview, Jack, welcome, man. Marcus, welcome. Because every pre interview, either my dogs are going crazy like they are right now, or we just get all the good stuff out. I know. You got to do it right away. I, I just got recording before, before they even come on for my podcast. I oh, that's recording, great, right? and it's already going because I can always edit. So. Boom. So, who do we have here today? For the listener out there, we have Jack Carr, world renowned podcaster <laughs> i gotta throw that out there first there and we have my awesome co-host today marcus torgerson uh second time co-hosting two days three days in a row no when did we do that other two days we did two it days. a couple days ago yesterday there we before. go man we had clinton yeah. on and now we have jack carr and this is getting close to pub week man you were like what countdown five days five days yeah depending on when you start counting and when you start pub day um i did it at midnight but i had to think about the math a little bit but yeah we're five days out uh, april 13th yeah. and uh yeah hitting shelves in uh, yeah, hardcover ebook and audio people always ask when does the audio come out so yes audio same yeah. day ray porter yeah. crushing it again. yeah good ray porter. ray porter he is the best of them all for real, oh, I you know what? So good, and he's such a good person. He's such a good guy in real life. Yeah, We're friends. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, he just played Dark Side in the new Snyder Cut. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and a good like, job at that. Man, he is just so I, uh, awesome. Yeah, he's been in so many things over the years. It's uh, it's crazy. He's, he has just such a a uh, you know very diverse uh, career, and and he's such an awesome dude. So yeah, I feel super fortunate. Let's see. You know what I'm gonna do right now? I know we're recording, but I'm gonna. Quit out of things that beep at me. Uh, you know, this is the protectors. Yeah. This is the real life, man. This is what's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. And five days out, I'm thinking this is like the book hell week, you know, the Navy SEAL like hell week for book publishers and stuff. Yeah, it kind of is. It's uh like I, I just like I sent my my wife and two of our children uh, off for the week. And because uh, otherwise they just see me signing mm-hmm. books, running, you know, doing all this crazy yeah. interviews and just going out for a snack and back. So it's much better. I've decided to send them to an awesome place uh, where they can then yeah. while I'm doing this. And then uh, I have some help here for our, for our middle child. So they're, they're here yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they're helping stuff boxes and, you know, envelopes and, you know, all that stuff in the other room. So it's crazy. I had five, four people here this morning because I realized when they do- dropped off a a palette with 400 actually david brown my publicist so yes. he is awesome and i took a picture i'm like okay <laughs> this palette 600 pound palette just arrived filled with books in the front in the driveway um he's like when are you gonna get to that i'm like well between interviews i'll go out and i'll sign and i'll and he's like well hold on can we get anybody to come over and maybe lend a hand and 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 uh set it what's it called stage it Stage yeah, he did. For you. He yep. the books. Yeah. So they called uh, Dolly's Bookstore here in town. Oh, nice. And, uh, they went to the next door chocolate factory where there's a, a kid that works there. His brother is about to go into the army to go special forces route. So he came over oh. and just crushed it. And so we had a great time oh. talking, hanging out, and signing books and packaging them up. And he just left with all those. So it's. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to get David's David Brown some real big props, man. That dude is like always on it. He is on, on it, and that. he's like on it, on yeah. it. Like, man, I uh, him and Ray Porter, man. We we're bringing up the Ray Porter before. I actually go to Amazon and I look for Ray Porter, and I'll buy audiobooks just because he's doing. Yeah, it. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that. Just go stepping down, you know, starting down this path because I'm a physical book person. And when Simon mm-hmm. asked me to, uh, hey, who do you want to read the audiobook? I didn't really know because I didn't listen to audiobooks. And uh, they sent me somebody, and I listened to the sample, and I was like, ah, this isn't quite right, you know. For some reason, this person reminds me of Santa Claus, just like a way older. Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's the right fit. And they said, well, uh, yeah, who do you want? And I said, well, uh, how do I do that? And they said, well, just listen to some samples on Audible, and then let us know, and we'll see if they want to do it. And so I started listening, and listen, as soon as I heard Ray Porter, I was like, ah. And then I listened to more uh-huh. of him, like, oh, this is the guy. And then I had no idea that he was like at the top of the game. I had no clue. Yeah. I just knew the voice. And uh, I just yeah. knew that was the right voice. And then uh, I wrote to Simon Schuster and I was like, hey, can we ask this Ray Porter guy? And they said, well, we can ask him. We'll, we'll see what he says. And of course, man, he's awesome. And he said yes. And yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and Justice League, where did that I did This Justice League four-hour cut, man, I that was a life changer, man. You that watched com- yeah, yeah, I did. And if you get the opportunity, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be watching it. I just haven't had a chance. I told Ray I was going to do it. And because, uh, yeah, I had him on my podcast. It'll it'll come out uh, book launch week next week. And so I went out to watch it and I saw, wait, four and a half out. I'm like, OK, Ray, I'm going yeah. to watch this, but it's not going to be this week. No, it, it, right. for us, it was a four session thing. It was like, OK, tonight we're going to watch this. And it has chapters on there, too, or something like that. Yeah. You yeah. They were smart down. when they did it. They, they were very smart. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Ray's fantastic. fantastic. Now we'll jump into what has the podcast been like? I mean, that's, you know, you've always been on this end or that Mm -hmm. end or whatever. And now you're doing the interview, man. That must be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely different. Yeah, definitely different. I was kind of like, "Ah, I got this. I've been on so many podcasts and that was really integral in building the readership for this. Uh, And so I was like, I'll just, you know, flip it around. And but it's, it's definitely different being on the other end, being the host. That's for sure. Uh, and I'll probably get more comfortable with it. I don't know if I'll ever get more comfortable with it, actually. Uh, you know, I think I probably, I am who I am. It's, you know, as smooth as it's going to, it's going to be, uh, which is not too smooth, but, uh, you know, that's just me. So it's just how it goes. But luckily I know a lot of interesting people and I get to share some of those conversations and, and I really wanted to do it to explore some of the, like the questions that I get asked on social media in particular, because a lot of them, yeah, some of them, you know, are just trying to, you know, bait you or, uh, you know, incite you or uh, troll or whatever. But some of them are very sincere. And I wanted to be able to answer them in a way that allowed us to do this to uh, have these nuances when we're talking about uh, when you can see my facial expression or body language (laughs) or voice intonation or whatever it is. Uh, So uh, social media typically isn't a great spot for, to discuss those kind of contentious issues. It would be a one sentence type thing that then someone's going to interpret however they want to interpret and in today's day and age, get outraged and yeah. Crazy about it. So the podcast was really uh, a way to have those conversations and uh, in a way that was more appropriate for the subject matter. So, um, yeah, every Wednesday, Danger Close, Beyond the Books of Jack Carr. Boom. You know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a key off of you. Not this week, but I'm going to start doing like maybe one a week. Me, I'm just like as soon as I get the content and I'm like, because me, I'm like, I'm, I'm just a small time podcaster. But I think it helps out if you put something out and get a lot of people to like kind of like build up that anticipation. One thing that I like about you doing a podcast is you have been very outspoken. Um, as of late, I don't remember you being this outspoken before, um, but now it's like it's kind of getting to the the uh, you know get off the pot type thing where you, you kind of have to stand up for yourself. You kind of have a good following. You kind of have a really good grasp on politics and the people in the country. So I like seeing you stepping out of that into the other realm and kind of pulling the information from your guests 
and adding input. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, I, I want to do it in an appropriate way, you know, share the journey from the beginning. It, it was really about doing something that you couldn't have done as an author in 1965, 75, 85, 95. Uh, it was about being able to share that journey with people. Um, and uh, in the process of doing that, uh, hopefully build a readership that allows you to then write novels. Um, so this podcast is really a, a continuation of doing that, sharing the journey. And, you know, people know, I mean, we use that word authentic all the time and we probably say it's overused, but that's because there's no other word that accurately describes uh, yeah. what that means. Um, and people can see today, like you could, 80, 1985, they could hide you behind a publicist. They could hide you behind one interview and then you finish it right. and they're like, we don't have to do that again for another year. You know, he didn't screw up that bad, right. um, you know, that sort of thing. And then there's a print article about your book and then like, that's it. And then you go back to writing. Um, mm -hmm. But today you can share this journey. But in doing that, there's no way to not be yourself. Like it would be exhausting. Like this is an interview six of the yeah. day or talk yeah. six of the day. Right. And like at right. some point you would screw up and you would become yourself. And uh, so just trying yeah. to not trying to not be yourself all the time on these things at days yeah. day and age. I mean, I don't see how anybody could possibly do that. So anyway, point being, uh, I think that's why they call it the Britney Spears syndrome. It is it. What is that? Right? What Britney mean? Spears. Well, you know, remember Britney Spears was like so good. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden she just lost it, lost her publicist and uh -huh. shaved her head. And then we saw the truth for who she really was. She was lying about who she had to be for so long. So, but your authenticity has come through from day one. Like you've, you've been, you, you put all your cards on the table and I'm still amazed how two years ago, your ability to interact with your readership to today where you have, you know, you've multiplied a hundredfold and you still do your very best to inter, uh, interact with all your people online. Now, the podcast is fantastic. Obviously, my favorite is right now with Clint, Clint Smith. That was that I learned so much in that in that podcast. It was amazing. But your ability to, and that's not me just speaking because I'm a fan of yours. I'm talking about outsiders who just read your books and they're like, wow, online, he's really presentable or not presentable, um, approachable online, which is, man, like you said, 20, 30 years ago, that was impossible if right. they even wanted to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I tried at the end of the day, you know, everybody's in bed and I'm trying to say thank you because for me, social media is a way to say thank you. That's another thing authors couldn't do back in the day. They, if they said thank you, it was at the end of an interview, you know, like for a print mm -hmm. magazine and they'd say anything else, you know, I want to say, oh, thank you to my readers, you know, or something like that. But now I get to thank individual readers because without them, I would not be doing this and this from the beginning you know it was all about uh uh veterans veteran-owned companies uh hunters tactical shooters readers uh the grassroots word of mouth modern word of mouth that uh, allowed me yeah. to, to start building this and to build this readership and do what i love which is which is the writing piece so i i'll never take that for granted and it's harder and harder to, to thank everybody and i know i miss people now and again but i try at the end of the day to, to go do that still uh, because yeah well before i was on rogan well before i did tucker well before chris pratt mentioned anything about the series um the third book made the New York times list. And that is because of people who took a risk on me as a brand new author and then told a friend it's uh, it's because of you guys. That is why this happened. And uh, I sincerely appreciate it. So I never, I never stopped thinking about how, how thankful I am for that. And, uh, and so I try to translate that into an actual thank you, or at least a heart at the end of the day when people reach out well, and uh, say they're there, enjoying the 
it's gone beyond a readership now. You're getting a followership out there. And like, you know, I think I was talking, I can't remember if it was Marcus and I were talking about it, but probably, and yeah, we were talking about it. It's about the protector community has gone beyond that military branding, the veteran community, the police, the emergency responders, the people that are running towards a danger. Now the protector community is the civilian community. They want to protect their family. And I've seen so much. And that's why I love having Marcus on because he is a civilian, but he's been around the violence of action almost as decades and decades. But you have kind of gone out beyond just a lot of authors. They could sit and they could write all the time and that's all they'll do. But you're taking it to the next step. You're doing the video. You're doing, hey, this is my EDC. This is this is my vehicle. This is how I set up this. And you're very open about it. And I think you're getting a lot of followership and a lot of authentic followers because people want to know what Jack Carr does because they want to protect their family. So tell us, tell us about that quick journey over from, you know, Navy SEAL writing the books. And then all of a sudden you started really opening up and getting, at first you can kind of tell it was out of your comfort level, but then boom, it's Jack Carr time. Yeah. Yeah. If you scroll down to the bottom of my Instagram, you'll see, I start off, you know, very slow. I'm just like, okay, here's the picture of some books. You know, here's a picture of a knife, you know, I'm kind of like figuring that. And then that first picture of me is like from the side, like on a hike that you can't really tell. You can see the backpack though. And then, you know, then finally, as we got closer to, uh, to the first book launching, um, it was, I think my first post was on Christmas of 20 or Christmas Eve, maybe of, uh, 2017. So the first book out came out in March of 2018. So a couple months later, so I had a few months there to kind of figure it out. And I was watching before, you know, I was watching for that like year before kind of looking at this, seeing what I liked, what I didn't like, you know, uh, what was appropriate for, you know, or what I thought was appropriate. But anyway, just kind of taking it all in. And, uh, and then I jumped in, but I waited in at first. And then as I got closer to book launch, I'm like, all right, here we go. Gotta, gotta embrace this thing. But I looked at it as a, uh, you know, as a way to, as a way to engage and say, thank you. That's how I looked at it from the, from the very beginning. And then add something of value to, to people's lives because they've trusted me with their time. So uh, yeah, they trust me with their time in the books or listening for like 13 hours to Ray Porter, read these things. Um, so that's a, that's, that's a big responsibility for, cause you don't know how much time you have on this planet. And you're decided to spend 13 hours listening to this audiobook, or you've decided to spend, you know, three or four days or a week or two weeks, however long it takes in the pages of the novel. And then you decided to, to follow me. And then you decided to, you know, stop on something that I post and actually read the copy. So I put a lot of thought into that just because I don't want to waste anyone's anyone's time or anyone's life. And if I'm going to do anything, I want it to add value to that person's life. So I do put a lot of thought into that. And, uh, and yeah, and, but for the most part, it's a way to say thank you that that part of it is a way to say thank you. So yeah, it's uh that was kind of the, uh, well, in the seal part of the journey. So yeah, I never had an Instagram account, never had a Facebook account. In fact, I was like, Instagram came out. I'm like, why would anybody want to share a picture? Uh-huh. I'll just email it to my mom. You know, I don't need to put it on a thing. <laughs> And then, uh, so I didn't want any of that. Plus there were security implications. And then now interesting that things have come, have flipped a bit in that now the security implications are much more complex in that if you're doing something in the special operations or the intelligence side of the house, now it's a red flag to not have a social media profile. Essentially goes back to birth. Um, and with facial recognition technology, traveling in alias, like it, it presents 
some issues there for the intelligence community and the special operations community uh, that I now get to explore in a fictional realm. Uh, so I'm kind of glad I'm not doing it real time anymore. Now it's time to take care of the family and, and concentrate on making the novels the best they can be. But uh, but interesting how things have flipped from when I was in, when the security implication was sharing too much and being able to link to all these other people in your platoon or your, you know, whatever else and build this uh, and find out when you're going down range. So you're not at home, who are the soft targets, your family, where do they live? All that stuff that you can get from just open source if you know what you're doing. Uh, and now the exact opposite is true. Now it's the red flag to just be that gray man and not to have any background. That's the red flag for foreign intelligence. Service. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a really interesting thing for, for me to explore. But uh, yeah, I didn't really get put much thought into this side of it as I transitioned out of the military. I just tra- I just knew that you write a novel and you can go to the mountains and then you send it to New York and then you write another novel. I didn't really put I didn't really think at all that there was a business side to it. But as I crept yeah. up on that publication date to the first novel, I was like, oh, yeah, you got to do everything you would do for any business uh, as an author, unless you just want to re- rely on your publisher. And the people who can do that now are those established authors who have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 right. years. So if right. you're Stephen King, yeah, he doesn't need to to you know create a Facebook account and engage. Like he's good. John Grisham yeah. doesn't need to. He's fine. Um, but if you're just starting yeah. out, and you're expecting your publisher to allocate resources to you for whatever reason. No, you have to prove that you are a good investment if you want any of those resources. And then typically traditional publishing houses, in in my experience, very good at the legacy media side of the house. Not so good at figuring out how to leverage new media or how to leverage social media. No, you, you bring up a hell of a point because Marcus and I were talking about that right before we got on. We're like, you were we are really bad at self-marketing. Like I love yeah. I love branding other people. I love helping other people. I hate, you know, like I'm putting a picture of me on here and I'm like, ah, oh, that guy's kind of goofy. And I'm like talking about me and I'm like, uh, but I'm like, it, it takes time, man. And I need lessons like this from someone who's kind of established and, and really you're kind of, you're not even at the cusp anymore. You're like, boom, you know, when you got star Lord playing, your uh, playing the dude. We're good. To go. awesome. Chris is just amazing. He was crushing it last week. People are going to be really surprised. I was on the set last week. And yeah, so talk about that, man. I want to hear like seven days. And, and, uh, so two days I got drove out. So I was there two days to quarantine ahead of time. And then five days on the, on the set, uh, and then drove back the next day. But, uh, I was tested for COVID four times during that time. Uh, so there's all these protocols in place. There are 350 people working on the wow. set. It, if anybody gets one and hey, a craft suit person gets one, guess what? Production shut down. And there's some serious money that's uh, getting flushed down the toilet every day when they're not <laughs> filming. So right. uh, being on set was amazing. It was like a reunion. I have uh, like all these buddies from the SEAL teams are on there. Uh, my friend who actually gave the book to Chris Pratt, he has a speaking, not as just a speaking role, an actual character role, not just like coming wow. in and saying something and leaving like he's an actual main character guy in this in this series which is awesome and he crushed it he's been taking all these acting classes i could not have been more proud of him he's just amazing um so and then we have the technical advisor uh ray mendoza was in the teams with he did a lot of the technical advising on lone survivor and uh and he's there kind of choreographing these gunfights and explosions and all that stuff and just his personality is so well suited for for dealing with hollywood and making this stuff happen it's incredible and then antoine fuqua has his personal uh technical advisor another good buddy of mine garrett golden from the teams so they're kind of like checking each other antoine is with uh is with garrett they're watching over here ray's out there in the middle of it setting stuff up saying explosion here shoot here a dub here um and so and then we have seals playing seals and uh, i knew all these guys in the teams and so we had like a huge reunion out there on set which was fantastic yeah 
Okay, so before we go any further, because you talked, you brought up the the, t- the TV series. So now the geek in me, the the fan, has a question to ask you. Yeah, man. All right, you ready? All right. Yeah, yeah. Now the second, my second favorite character is Freddie Strain. Okay, if you remember, I sent you a message after reading the second book. I was like, what? So in a perfect world, never mind politics and like you have no choice. You can pick anybody you want to play Freddie Strain. Who's it going to be? Oh, this is a very anybody. There's no, there's no limits whatsoever. The studio has completely agreed to it. Who do you, who do you get playing Freddie Strain? You know, that is a great question. And I can't answer it right now because I've been so in the middle of, and I'll tell you offline, uh, we'll have a phone call about some of the background on, uh, on that character. And so I've been so deep into trying to figure out, well, I should, we'll talk offline. So yeah, we'll, Roger we'll, that. We'll hit, you know, yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe. Oh, wait, everybody, we just pause. Jack, I can't believe that's what uh, we'll talk about that more about that later on. Wow. Yeah. But that's an important one. That's a very, very important one. And it's, uh, yeah, it is. There's some, some interesting, um, uh, just screenwriting type things when when you have like 15 writers in a room who uh, get they read the first novel, but maybe they just kind of skimmed the others. Yeah, yeah. See how it all kind of flows together, and if they make a decision yeah. now, like for them, they're not they're, they're, they're on to the next project in a little bit. It might be totally different. Right. They might not come back for the next right. one, but they just want to make this yeah. as good as it can possibly be, and they go on to right. the next project because they're only contracting yeah. their optics to this. Yeah. So yeah, so it, so that was really interesting seeing that, but. We have it. Uh, we have it under control now, so all good. <laughs> all right, all right, good, good. I don't know. I don't know. I've never really co-hosted before, so I don't want to step on anybody's toes because I'm trying not to take over this uh, <laughs> this situation. But I kind of want to make the most of it, so I'm going to steal one more, and then you guys can. Shut it no, this you're all the right. co-host. no, no, you're the you're oh, the guest oh. host. You're the guest host. But gosh, right. but we do have to kind of go fast because I have a, uh, a yeah, call. Well, yeah. I can't say who yeah. it's with. It's with the actress who's okay. going to play Liz Riley. And oh, have a, oh, oh yeah. we, have a, we have a call in a, in a, a 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay. All right. So, Jack, you have to pick one book that we should all read. Yeah. Once an Eagle, Anton one Mock. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Once an Eagle, Anton Meyer for sure. Um, and, uh, that actually, I was just talking to the guy that was here helping me package up some of these books that's, uh, heading into the army to go to the SF program. Um, I was telling him, yeah, Hey, uh, uh, once an Eagle, Anton Meyer and what it really is historical fiction, but it's really a case study in leadership and uh, it follows two guys from before, uh, world war one up to, to Vietnam. But really the main lesson of the book is that you need to see to your character and your reputation will take care of itself. So don't worry about reputation, it's character. Um, and uh, that's the that's the that's the the base theme of that novel. So it's uh, and told in such a great way that uh, it, it's so impactful. So for anybody going to the military, I think you should read it a couple of times, actually, like junior high, high school mm-hmm. uh, during your first couple of years in the military. It is a, uh, a fantastic read that everybody should turn off their phones, turn off their computers, uh, get away from the TV and just just read this thing and, and enjoy and talk oh, about I have, it, I have it written down. Talk about oh, I'm gonna have to read that now. But Chris is I, reading it right now. He's almost done. It's a, it's a serious uh, <laughs> it's a serious investment of time. And if you you know, it also doubles as a weapon. You can uh, you know, or a doorstop, <laughs> a doorstop, because it's yeah, it's a serious. It, I couldn't. A serious you know what? I couldn't wait for the Ray Porter. So I'm 128 pages in, and I'm like, I, I can't stop. I love it. Uh, Jack Carr's Devil Hand, Devil's Hand. I man, just. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep safe. 
uh, please, because we need more books, um, and just keep going. Jack, I love having you on, man. And um, so good to we'll be here. Yeah, I'm in the middle of five right now, so I like to, and I know six, so I like to write knowing that I know what their next book is and where it's going, how the next one, the beginning, middle, and end, so that as I write five, I'm not wasting any bandwidth, uh, like worried, like, oh, geez, how do I end this? So that mm-hmm. there's no resolution for the reader, but at the same time, uh, it makes them want to move, want to stay with the story for the next novel. Wow, geez, what am I going to do next? Like, no, I don't have to think about that at all. That bandwidth, psh- it's all focused on book five, making it the best it can be, because I already know where six is headed and how it's beginning. beginning middle nice. Middle. Well, I think when, nice. when things calm down, we should have a part two of this interview, because I think we can go on for like another hour. I like yeah. having Marcus on yeah. here. Marcus is, you know, you know him. He's just legit and he's a good dude. He's a great co-host and he's got about 10 more questions and I've probably got about uh, five, 10, 100 questions more. Jack Carr, The Devil's Hand and um, Danger Close. The podcast. Podcast, yeah. podcast. You're gonna get that yeah. radio. You're gonna get that Jack Carr radio voice down soon. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's not. Yeah, I just don't have that sort of thing in me. I don't think so. They're gonna be, you know, they're gonna be raw. They're gonna be real, uh, and they're gonna be, you know, fun. Hopefully informative. Hopefully inspirational. Very. And, uh, you know, get to explore a few topics with uh, with different people that might offer a different perspective as well. So uh, I just want to want the part of sharing sharing this journey. But Marcus, man, I gotta. I got to get uh, out and training again. I have been doing a lot of typing. And uh, so the uh, I have a cameo coming up and it was supposed to, I thought it was just going to be like me walking by in the background type thing. And then it turned into something a little more and then it turned into something a little more. And I'm like, all right, I need to really get after. Chris is looking like he's in some really good shape right now. And uh, yeah, we have some, some one-on-one action and uh, I need to, yeah, I need to up my up my game here a little bit, but it certainly isn't going to happen this week. It's not going to happen during launch week. And everybody oh, wow. out there, please go to MarcusHorgerson.com. Check him out. He's got training programs right now, and it's not just for operators and the operator community. He does a lot for women, um, people that uh, really need to learn how to do some protective skills. Please check out his courses. He's going to be traveling the country, and he is a wealth of knowledge and a really good dude. Jack I'm willing Clark. to go to Utah to sit there and see my friend Jack and work Let's with him. It. Absolutely. Let's do it for sure. I need, uh, I need it, man. Had to get that, had to get that in there. Uh, yeah. No, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'm just going to carry your bags, brother. I'm just going to carry oh. your bags. <laughs> uh, no. 